it has been a week of reoccurrences. I will share with you that recently, uh, just before Easter, classes started back, and I've taken classes um, online through Emory University. And this week, I was unable to access my assignments because every time you would click the button, it would say an error. And uh, I sent an email to my professor who sent an email to someone else who sent me back what we call in the military Barney-style instructions. Go to this page, click this picture, click this link, and it works. So I take pictures of me clicking on this page with this link, with that picture, and showing them the results saying an error message. Well, I attempted to get in contact with someone uh, in IT, and I think that email just kind of got bypassed because somebody else started responding to me who did the same thing, sent me back Barney-style instructions, and I sent him back Barney-style pictures of what was happening. Friday morning come around, about 5.30 or 6, I decided I'm going to do a Google search and see what this basic LTI, which is the error that they were giving me, see what it really was. And according to what I found on Google, it was a permissions issue. Somebody didn't give me permission to access my assignments. So I opened up my emails, long story short, and IT had finally responded. The email that was sent to them got sent through three different other people before it got to the right person. Late Friday afternoon, we finally got everything fixed. So almost a week has gone by, a week beyond my assignments being due. I've got four days left to do everything. And that, that's the way the week's been. And I go out here and look at the sign, and I'm getting ready to change the sign, and, and that sign just keeps reoccurring again. And the same uh, movement in my spirit is leave the sign alone. The sign is not finished. Where does your loyalty lie to man or God? So I couldn't bring it to myself to change the sign. Now, if you remember a few weeks ago, another reoccurrence, I shared with the children's moment about a marble that I kept finding when I was working in the garden. I would cover it up with dirt and hope it would disappear, but then it would reappear again. Well, I brought that marble in, and I showed it to the children during the children's moment. Then I gave that marble to Isabel, who gave that marble to Wyatt, who at the end of the service brought that marble back to me again. So it's like I can't get rid of that marble. So this morning I'm getting ready for church, and I opened up my little box that keeps my little Titex in it, and beside my Titex is the marble. So God is trying to say something. When things like that happen, when there's a reoccurrence, God is oftentimes trying to say something to us, a message that he's trying to get us to come to understand. Um... And sometimes it, just, it takes a little exploration to understand that. See, there's going to be another reoccurrence. If you remember Easter Sunday, I talked to you about this really odd passage of Scripture where Peter saw this vision coming down. And God told him these strange words, Arise, Peter, kill and eat. I was not intending to use that passage of Scripture on Easter. It just kind of fell into place. It was originally intended for today. So we're going to look at that passage of Scripture, but in a different aspect. The one I told you about was Peter's first encounter with that vision. And he followed the message. 
But when he comes back to Jerusalem, the other disciples are not happy with him because he broke tradition. He sat with the Gentiles and he broke bread with them, which was just something that if you were a, a true Jew in those days, you did not do. But Peter wanted to explain to them what was happening. Today's passage of Scripture comes from the book of Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Now the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those to the circumcision contended with him, saying, You went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter explained it to them in order from the beginning, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, an object descending like a great sheet, let down from heaven by four corners, and it came to me. When I observed it intently and considered, I saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air, And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, No, so Lord. But I said, Not so, Lord. For nothing common or unclean has at any time entered my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God has cleansed, you must not call uncommon. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Father God, we come before you during this time of the worship service. And and Father, I'm not really sure what the message is today. But we know that in the past several weeks, there have been a lot of reoccurring messages. Messages that would cause us to ask where our true loyalty lies. Messages that would indicate that no matter how many times we we try to cover up your voice or your calling or your word, that it will always, or seem so, come back to us to remind us of who we are, from where we come to where we go, and to who we are to be as a people. Fathers, we explore this passage of Scripture today. I ask that you be with me. Empty me of any desire to speak my own will. Fill me with your spirit and let every word come from your throne so that all of us gathered here today may benefit and grow. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. One of the things that I learn about reoccurring things is that you learn from history. History always repeats itself. And I know that when I drop stuff on the floor that eventually, if I don't find it, I'm going to trip over it. So I'm going to find the marble I just dropped and make sure it is put away so that I don't trip over it up here. Now, this is a strange passage of Scripture. We kind of hit on that the last time. You know, it's an odd vision. You know, Peter is sitting on top of a building. And he goes into a trance, and, and he begins having this vision of the sheet coming down, and he sees the animals, and... He doesn't really understand it at the time. 
But he begins to start putting things together that it's not necessarily about food, what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat. But, but in that instance, it was about people. That, that people, regardless of, of where we come from, what we look like, how we talk, what our cultures are, and sometimes how our cultures clash, it's irrelevant. Because we are all children of God. We look different, we sound different, we smell different, we think different. And differences sometimes causes problems for us. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I have a hard time understanding Isabel when she speaks. I know most of you are, have a, a, a better ear than I do, but, but it's difficult to understand what it is that she's trying to communicate to me. And sometimes I have to, to slow down my own thoughts because I tend to receive things rather quickly and process them rather quickly. But to understand her, I have to meet her on her own level. And I have to let the way I process information meet the way that she gives information so that I can begin to decipher what it is that she's trying to say to me. And I think that's the way it is when we start meeting people of different generations and different cultures. They speak differently than we do and, and use different terminology. And sometimes they'll use the same words that we use, but they'll have different meanings. I think I shared this with you one time before when I was policing. One of my buddies sent me a message over the computer wanting to know if I wanted to go run traffic with him out on the interstate. And I said, sure. And he typed back and said, word. And I typed back and said, word what? He said, Word. I'm like, what word are you looking for? He's like, no, you don't understand. Word means that I agree with you. Let's go do this. So I was like, word to me means I should be looking something spelled out with an alphabet that has a meaning for it. He goes, yeah, the meaning is let's go meet. You know, and, and then that's the way that we, we live in society. We give different meanings to words. The words that we speak today aren't the same as the words that were spoken back then. They will look the same, be spelt the same, sound the same, but have different meanings. So when we go into scriptures and we begin interpreting them, especially for ourselves and our own lives, there are things that we need to understand that the word that you are looking at today may not have the same meaning as it did some years ago when it was originally written. So when you go into Scripture, when you start digging because you, you want to make an argument or, or you want to give a good speech or, or you want to defend a stance, make sure that you understand what that word meant in its earliest context. Because when you understand what that word meant when it was originally spoken, to whom it was spoken to, and understand what it was that they were really and truly dealing with at the time, then you will have a better understanding of how to apply that word to your life today and how it relates. You see, when I read the words that God spoke to Peter, it stirs something inside me. Maybe it's because of my, my military experience.
But when Peter saw that vision and he heard these words, I can only imagine what he felt during the vision or maybe even before the vision. But I'm really curious as to what he felt when he heard the voice of God say this, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. I love that statement because, again, from my background, this is, this is how I interpret it from my perspective and understanding a little bit about what was happening in, the, in Peter's days. You see, the Jewish people were not big on Gentiles. They just weren't. History tells us that. That it didn't create God's law to separate Jews from Gentiles. It was the Jewish culture at the time who created those rules. We call them today traditions. So anytime you hear Jesus talk about the traditions of man or I didn't come here to honor your traditions, he's not saying I didn't come to honor God's law. What he's saying is I didn't come here to honor your understanding of it. I came to honor the truth of it, the core of it, the heart and soul of it. But as military I, 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 I find myself sitting in a wood line waiting for something to happen. Waiting for the, for the enemy to come by. Waiting for the orders to come down. Or if I'm hungry, really and truly, waiting for somebody to bring some food by so I can eat. But it's almost like receiving an order from God. We're, we're sitting and we're waiting. We're anticipating something to happen. We have a desire in our heart to experience God in a new and mighty way. And, but we know that we've done all that we can do as a people. And there is nothing left for us to do but wait on God. To hear the word of God speak and say, Alpha, Alpha United Methodist, rise and eat. Put it to it in this context. You have a hope. You have a dream. You have a vision. You have a passion. And you've been waiting for God to point you in the right direction. You've been waiting for God to say, this is the time. Move forward. Do it now. We've prepared the way. The path is put before you. Get up and go to work. Get up and do what I've called you to do. Rise and eat. See, Peter had a different mission than we do today. But there were a lot of similarities in what Peter did and what we do. And we have to remain true to the core of the message. You see, Peter, after the ascension, went out into the world and preached and teached the gospel of Jesus Christ. He went to the sick and brought healing. He went to the dead and whispered words of hope and watched the dead come to life. And in the end of his days, 
when Peter was to give an account for his actions. He showed true loyalty to his God and his Savior. Just like Christ, Peter was crucified for his beliefs. But Peter's stance was this, that that I am not worthy to be crucified in the same manner as my Savior, so he was crucified upside down. He lived and he breathed and he bled and he died loving Jesus Christ and delivering the message. Bringing hope to people who have no hope and life to those that have no life. So I guess what I'm getting at is this. In your personal life, And in your church life, what is your true motivation? And I ask myself the same. Am I here to deliver a message that God would have me to to deliver that he would be glorified? Or am I here to deliver a message that would make you look at me and say, wow, you did a good job? You see, it's not about me. It never has and it never will be. It's just always about God. And it's easy to get caught up in the the pomp and circumstances of everything, is it not? You see, I carry things with me like not just the marble, but, but the, the pocket knife I showed y'all one time before. It was one like my grandfather carried, and then my father had one, and my father gave me one, and then I lost that one. And then I was out on Skidaway River one day, and some guy caught a gar, and he couldn't get it loose, and I come paddling by, and he goes, I don't have a knife to cut it loose. So I, I tossed him my knife that looked just like the one my dad gave me. And when he tossed it back, he missed my kayak by about that much, and it well, you know sunk to the bottom of the river. But it's a remembrance of my family and my friends and my traditions. But as that knife sunk to the bottom, one thing was true. I could always buy another one. And I did. I went on what Aunt Isabel calls Jamazon. And I looked it up, and sure enough, there was another one just like the one I bought, and I ordered it, and it was back in my pocket in three days. But our relationship with God and His call is not that easy to replace. It has to be taken serious. And we have to give ourselves fully over to God. That means growth in our hearts and our minds. It means tearing down walls that that we may know exist in our lives that keep us from reaching out to a community of people that's different than us. And it may come to us understanding that we have walls that we didn't know were there until we are exposed to, to certain circumstances. And it may mean this, 
coming to understand that though many throughout the years have come into our church installed windows put in pews rebuilt floors raised kids and children if there exists a wall that those memories and those traditions take the place of God in our community, then in order to serve God, we have to tear them down. Now, tearing down those walls doesn't mean forgetting. And it doesn't mean disrespecting those who came before us. but it means remembering the reason they came here to start with. And it wasn't so that other lives would be changed by their specific teachings, but that their lives would be impacted by a holy and living God. That, that his word and, and his testimony and his power would, would live through them to impact a new community of people so that God's name would forever be praised in his house. There is a right place for those who come before us in a time of remembrance. But the house of God will always be the house of God. And it is his name that is to be exalted. And it is his works that is to be praised. And if our loyalties belong to God more so than men, then we will be a light to a community of people who want to experience God in a new and mighty way. You see, When Peter had this vision, it didn't just happen once. It happened three times. And then it disappeared into heaven. And here's what I understand from that. Is that God didn't just give the message once and expect us to get it then. And he didn't just give it to us twice and expect us to get it then, but he gave it again, hoping that we would understand that sometimes when things in life happen over and over and over and over again, that maybe we should stop doing what keeps putting us in that spot to start with. 
vision that God has for us. Sometimes it means stop doing what you're doing. But if you're like me, sometimes it means, Tommy, open your eyes. You're beating your head against a wall and you're not going to change anything doing the same thing that you've always done. But it does mean this. That eventually God stops sending the messages. And one of two things can happen at that point. The one that we don't want to happen. That we were too headstrong or too blind to to see the reality of the truth of what God was trying to say to, to move us forward and he just walks away from it. Or that he stops sending the vision because we got the message. We understood and we are ready to move forward into the new future that God has for us. And that's when he says to Peter, and I think what he says to us today, rise and kill and eat. Take hold of the blessings that I have for you. Claim them now in the name of Jesus. And with faith and the empowerment of God, move forward into the future that God has for you. Rise. Stand up. Take it. And run with it. You know, after Peter explained everything to his fellow brethren, they understood. And instead of questioning him, they celebrated the truth of the message that they heard. That what God has made clean should not be called common. So if God has gone before you and prepared a path for you, don't look at it with doubt and don't look at it with fear. Know that that path is sanctified for you to walk. so that God will be exalted in all that we do. So I hope now my marble can go away because I'm tired of it popping up everywhere. And maybe we can change the sign next week to something different. But I'll ask you again the same as I ask myself. To whom does your loyalty lie? To God to tradition or to man. Choose God and you'll choose life. Let us pray. Father God, we come before you and thank you for the time that you've given us together. And Father, as we leave here today, we choose you. We as as an individual, and I pray that we as a church choose our loyalty to be cast upon you, putting all else to the side. Help us, Father God, to to be a people that, that will have the courage to rise up 
and go after the things in life that you've put before us. Help us to, to look into tomorrow and see the brightness of your promise, the brightness of hope, and give us the courage to, to look through doubt and fear to move forward into all that you have. Help us, Father God, to tear down the walls that would keep us from moving into your blessing, into your teaching. And help us, Father, as we embark on journeys led by you with passion and power. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. From our God who loves us with an everlasting love, who brings forth a new creation in Christ, who leads by the Spirit in the wilderness, grace and abundant mercy be with you all. Amen.